a good move. Why'd you dance him? Dancing is forbidden. crew welcome to dancing is forbidden and aqua teen hunger force exploration i am ronnie on this podcast i am usually watching through and talking about every aqua teen episode one episode at a time but since it's the end of the month we are taking a break from that and we are discussing an aqua donk side piece this week we are discussing the third side piece mcp pants university this song is called i want daddy mcp pants university premiering of course april 20th 420 2022 on the Adult Swim YouTube channel. No surprise here that this one stars MCP Pants. We have MC Chris reprising his role as MCP Pants for the first time since the Aqua Teen Hunger Force Zombie Ninja Pro-Am video game that came out November 5th, 2007. Now, MC Chris had been involved in Aqua Teen since then. For example, he plays young Carl in one of the later seasons. But this is the first time we see MCP Pants actually come back because... As we know, after the 2007 film, they kind of stopped having these characters come back. They stopped with the Plutonians. They stopped with the Moon and Knights after the film came out. They kind of decided from there they wanted to create new villains and stuff. So really cool to get MCP pants back here. And I'm really excited to talk about it. If you haven't heard yet, I did an interview with MC Chris, who plays MCP pants, of course. So check that out. Also worth mentioning is over on the Patreon this week, we are continuing our coverage of the 2007 film. And MC Chris as MCP Pants is about to make his way into the film this week on the Patreon feed. So lots of MC Chris right now on the podcast. But guess what? I'm not mad about it. As for our Aqua Teen news this week, a couple things to touch on. Nothing huge, but worth mentioning here is, first of all, we have the Adult Swim block party coming up. And of note there is the Aqua Teen Hunger Force Plantasm panel. The panel taking place August 6th at the Punchline Philly in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And of note here is I checked, I, I followed up on if we can watch this online yet, and it still says in the FAQ, coming soon. So no information on that, even though this, this panel is fast approaching. I, I hope that they really have something for us to be able to watch online for those of us who can't attend. So I will let you know when information about that pops up, hopefully soon. Of note also is on the Adult Swim Festival's website, all of the panels are sold out. Again, that is a Rick and Morty, Aqua Teen, and Smiling Friends panels. So hopefully we have some way to watch this, and I'll keep you updated on that. Otherwise, worth mentioning real quick, of course, MC Chris is still on tour. He is in the Midwest right now, then he'll go to the West Coast. If you, you know, want to see I Want Candy live, definitely check that out. I've been following how it's been going on his social medias, and it seems to be a good time. Before we head on over to MCP Pants University, I got an interesting YouTube comment that I kind of want to just touch on here. So the comment is from Poonlord69, and Poonlord says, this podcast sucks and you suck. And, you know, I, I really have to agree with this comment. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so the comment in question is on the Broodwitch video, of course, the last episode of this podcast where we covered Broodwitch. And I got a comment from who I assume is Bold Guy from the Discord. And I'm only saying that because I am not going to attempt to read this YouTube name, but it's the same profile picture as Bold Guy. So I'm assuming it is Bold Guy. And who I assume is Bold Guy says this. This episode isn't my top favorite, but it's definitely up there thanks to the many new environments we get to see. 
It's one of the most detailed and thematically interesting episodes along with shirt herpes. This was always something I wanted more of from the show. The energy of the first episode with dynamic change of environments, like the Aqua Teens traveling around downtown fighting the Rabot, and we still see this in certain episodes when the guys go to random restaurants and even work in them like in RoboSitter. It's weirdly one of my favorite parts, just exploring this theoretical New Jersey with the guys and chilling with them. So that is the comment, and I just really appreciated it because it got me thinking of this alternate Aqua Teen where they go to more places. Now, as I've said many times on the show, my knowledge of the show rests in the first few seasons. So I think in later seasons, they kind of do go other places. And I don't know if if Bold Guy has seen these other later seasons or, or what the situation is there. And I noticed that in the movie as well, that they go a lot more places in the movie. In the, in the first half of the show, though, when they had literally no money, they didn't really. And they just hung out at home and that was it. Or, you know, monsters would show up to their home and, and maybe they would go one place per episode. And of course, the show had no money and that makes sense. But the interesting thing here that, that I was thinking about is... They have a lot of backgrounds that they use maybe once or just a couple times. So it wasn't just a financial decision. Sure, going to new places was, but they always had the option of going downtown because they already had these backgrounds. They already have the super trivia bar that they could go to a bunch of times, but they really don't. I, I think it only shows up in that episode. The crawl space, for example, only gets used a handful of times in the show, uh, like a shockingly low amount. So my interest here isn't in them going to new places, but why they never revisited old places that they could have done because they already had drawn for other episodes. And this was clearly just a writing decision by Matt and Dave, because again, they had a lot of these backgrounds they could have used, but they really chose not to. And it was a real bait and switch in more ways than one with Rabot, because of course, Rabot, they're detectives. And then shortly after that, they're not detectives anymore, but also like Bold Guy is saying here, with the locations, you get bait and switch thinking that these characters are going to be out and about doing stuff. And, and that really ends up not being the case, at least in the first couple seasons. Now, personally, I prefer that they didn't really go that many places. First of all, for the podcast, I mean, uh, it makes it so much easier to describe things to you when there is maybe one new background per episode. But also as the viewer, as I've said on the podcast, I grew up in a family without any money and we never were really able to go many places or do many things. And so seeing characters on TV in that same situation, especially in the second season of the show, my favorite season of the show and the one that I grew up with, it really meant a lot to me. And it's the reason that Aqua Teen, I think, really just stuck in my heart as being this important show to me because it was kind of a representation. In The Simpsons, they're going to Europe, they're going to outer space, all sorts of crazy shit. And yeah, you know, that can make for fun TV, but it doesn't mean as much to you, I guess, if, if you can't really relate to it. So with Aqua Teen, it was one of the only real shows that I, I would see on TV where it's like, hey, these people, you know, they have no money. Their electricity gets shut off and, you know, they aren't going out to eat all the time. They're not doing a whole lot. They're just, you know, keeping each other company. So that's what I loved about the show. But I totally get why someone would, would like them going out and doing these other things. Because I agree, there is definitely an entertainment value to that. And it is fun to see the Aqua Teens interacting in, the, in these different environments, in these different situations than just being at home. So, all right. Thank you so much for that really interesting comment. Of course, if you want to reach out to me with your thoughts on any episode of Aqua Teen, I love hearing them. Check the show notes for all sorts of ways to reach out to me. And what do you say we go get our degrees from the MCP Pants University? I want to become educated, especially by a giant spider in a diaper with a shower cap. Let's go check it out. Something interesting here is the title is MCP Pants University, but instead of spelling P, 
it's just the letter P. Now, my initial thought was, oh, you know, maybe that's what it's called in the show. Like, MCP Pants is being kind of funny. He's not using his full name. He just put a P there. But we see in the episode on a box, it says MCP Pants University, but P is spelled out P-E-E. So not quite sure the discrepancy here, you know, why this is, why the YouTube title is different from what you would expect it to actually be. Same with the description. They just put a P, the letter P, instead of the full word. And that really comes down to, I don't know if this is intentional by Matt and Dave, or if whoever uploads these to YouTube didn't do it right. I don't know why this is. So it's just something that we'll have to ask Matt or Dave about and get an answer on. To get meta for a second with the podcast, obviously covering Aquadonk side pieces, it came out in 2022. And a lot of these assets are based on the end of the show's run. Now, in our proper timeline in the podcast, we are still in season two. So I'm gonna be making the decision here to not really dwell too much on a lot of these changes because for example, in this episode, Carl's TV is a lot smaller. I don't know exactly when that happens, but I know that when the show ends, that's the TV that he has, this tiny little thing. I can't say I know why it happened or anything. We'll get there in the podcast, but I'm not going to dwell on stuff like that and compare it too much to season two because that'll get really monotonous because there will be a lot of changes and we'll just kind of deal with it naturally on, on the main podcast episodes, I guess, as we continue to go through episodes of the show. So just a little bit of a drawback uh, of jumping forward, but I, I do enjoy jumping forward here and kind of getting to cover two kinds of Aqua Teen, getting to cover the golden era back in 2003, as well as this this reboot in 2022. So I just want to mention that now that I'm not going to really focus too much on some of the backgrounds and, and other assets that aren't new specifically to these episodes. So all right, now jumping in, let's play our short little intro here. I didn't play these before because they weren't really out yet, but they did go back and add these little intros on the YouTube. We see the Aquadonk side pieces logo at the top, and then we see MCP pants as a spider at the bottom left. He's holding a microphone and let's hear what he says. That's it. He says, all right. And on the right side of the screen, we do see it says again, MCP Pants University with just a P. So that kind of adds some legitimacy to this episode title. Again, still not sure why, why there's the spelling discrepancy. Because again, uh, our next shot here, we are very quickly going to see a box that says MCP Pants University on it. And it's spelled out fully, as I said earlier. But we see it in the title card here with just the letter P. So after that, we see Carl's house, which is exciting because to my knowledge, off the top of my head, Carl only interacts with MCP pants in the titular episode. The first MCP pants appearance is when Carl interacts with him. Of, of course, MCP pants there in spider form. He's in spider form here again. So uh, I'll come back to that <laughs> in a little bit. But yeah, Super Sirloin. Carl doesn't interact with him at all, which if you listen to that podcast coverage, I was upset about. And then I don't believe Carl shows up in Little Brittle. And then in the film, again, I don't think that there's any sort of meaningful interaction there. So this is the second interaction, I believe, between Carl and MCP Pants in a way. So I guess what's interesting is that Carl knew who MCP Pants was in that episode, the, uh, the first MCP Pants episode. Obviously, he got into his music and then he went down to 612 Wharf Avenue where he got kind of attacked by the pee pants. And now he's buying his DVDs for his university and he's Carl's just smiling throughout the episode. Very strange. I really wonder what his thought process is. You, you figure he'd be like, hey, that guy almost killed me or whatever, but I'm going to buy his product now. It doesn't really make sense. But 
Moving on here right away, we see that MCP Pants is in spider form again. Now, I wonder if Matt and Dave wanted to do a new form, but just couldn't afford to have, you know, a new character designed, or if they really just wanted to use the spider. Of course, every time MCP Pants comes back, he's in a new form. So it's kind of interesting here to see him back as just the spider, his first form that we ever saw him as. Again, I assume... I assume this is really just them kind of banking on the nostalgia of the MCP Pants character as he was most famously featured in, which was that first episode, which I think is safe to say the, the most highly rated episode with MCP Pants of, of the other ones that we later got. Of course, I should mention MCP Pants uh, does show up again in the last one episode as a little worm. So in terms of his appearances, it went spider, cow, worm, old man and then fly in the film so now he's back as the just full spider again anyways back to the episode itself we see carl's house and then we cut inside and we see a box it's a little beat up but it looks all right it's filled with packing peanuts but on the outside of the box we see mcp pants's head on, on the left side of the box here with with a graduation cap on and just something that says certificate that he's holding on to on the front we get an old English font that says MCP Pants, again, spelled correctly and, and the full spelling. Under that, we see a diaper with kind of what are supposed to be rays coming off of it or something along those lines. And then on, on both sides of the box, the right and the left side, we get some columns. So underneath that, we get a font. This is like a college font that says university. Underneath that, it says graduate program. So we can see here that yeah it's obviously clicking on the video you know it's mcp pants university but we can see there's some sort of scheme going on and out of that box carl pulls out with uh, packing peanuts falling everywhere a dvd box set with 15 separate cases in it that all say mcp pants university in a red font on top of the box set here there is mcp pants in his full form that we saw him in in the first episode as a spider so this uh, maybe is this like a foreshadowing to the baffler meal dvd box set the, the 20 disc box set there's a lot of discs to this set and i love the idea that this is supposed to be you know 2020 to 2022 and you know I guess people are still buying these huge box sets, which in a way they are, right? Because a lot of us have pre-ordered this Aqua Teen set. So uh, who am I to laugh at Carl when I am trying to do the same exact thing? From there, Carl puts a DVD into his DVD player. I like the little touch that the clock on the DVD player is not set. It's just flashing 12. And something of note there is the DVD has nothing on it in terms of visuals. So it's just a blank silvery disc without any sort of labeling on the top so mcp pants you know he uh, skimped out on that one anyways though yes the dvd is in we are seeing what's on it we are greeted with some cheesy music and we see mcp pants the spider on the screen and he's in front of a really nice mansion but you will notice that he appears to be green screened out because there are just jagged green bits all around him and they'll get into that throughout the episode let's listen to some of this video Congratulations! You've enrolled in MCP Pants University! Yes, this is my house, and it is huge! This could be you! You've already taken that first crucial step towards attaining financial independence through real estate! Today we're gonna teach you how to get a reverse mortgage on houses you don't even own! How do I do it, MC? Shut up, man! I'm trying to tell you right now! So we can see here that it's some sort of grift, right? First of all, MCP Pants is lying. We can see he's green screened over this mansion that he says, Yes, this is my house. Now, me being fucking stupid, the first time I saw this, I didn't really get that that was what was going on. I was like, 
Did they really green screen out the model of MCP pants and try and throw it in there? Now, obviously, I, I realize that it's supposed to be green screen, but initially, I thought that they were literally just actually green screen the character to save time in making the episode, but definitely not the case. He is supposed to be green screened over and he is explaining how you could make money through reverse mortgages on houses that you don't even own. So a reverse mortgage is, in essence, it's for people who are 62 or older. So it's for older people. And you sell your house, but you don't move out. And then the people who buy your house, typically a bank or whatever, uh, they make the payments, your mortgage payments for you, essentially. You keep living there. And then when you die or move out, uh, they keep the home. That's like a very simplistic way to put it. Of course, there's a lot more intricacy than that. But there are a lot of commercials for this that are maybe a little scammy, like, oh, yeah, you know, reverse mortgages. Not, not to say reverse mortgage in itself is a scam, but I assume that's where Matt and Dave got the idea was just seeing a commercial for this kind of thing. But they're going to really take it to the extreme here with the MCP Pants University. Back to the spelling of the MCP Pants University name, which I know you are absolutely thrilled to keep hearing about. When we first see MCP Pants on the screen... Uh, in yellow text on the bottom, it says MCP Pants University, and it's spelled MCP, all like one word, and then pants, and then university. So a, a, a different spelling here, just all sorts of inconsistencies everywhere. And then the last thing I want to mention is that we get a cut of Carl watching it. I don't believe Carl actually ever speaks in this episode. We just kind of see him like nodding and smiling, which is kind of weird. Is There's something kind of odd about that or off about that to me. But yeah, we see Carl there uh, watching it. We get like a, a zoom out of, of him watching his small TV, kind of like in, in the Office episode Dinner Party, where Michael Scott has this little TV that he stands there watching. That's what Carl is doing. And we see the specific DVD box. He just threw it on the ground by his uh, where his TV is set up. I like that touch. He's so excited to start watching this video that he just chucks the box on the ground and leaves it there like an absolute slob. So Carl is excited to watch the video. Let's watch more of the video. Let's hear more about how we can graduate from the MCP Pants University and become super wealthy via reverse mortgages on homes that we do not own. Let's figure out what step one is. Step one, find an old person who owns a house and repeatedly rap for them the MCP Pants reverse mortgage persuasion karaoke. I provide backup track, karaoke machines, and dope rhymes. This song is called I Want Daddy, and it is designed to confuse the elderly individual into thinking that you are his illegitimate offspring, thus signing a reverse mortgage away to you out of guilt to make up for lost time. Don't all of us want our kids to do better, even if they're not ours? So the idea here is MCP Pants is going to teach you this song that will trick an elderly person that you're supposed to find into thinking that you are their child, that they are your parent. You know, they're old. They don't remember anything. They don't know what's going on. You trick them. And then the idea seemingly being that you will take out this reverse mortgage on their home. You keep the money and they're just kind of left picking up the pieces. And as an MCP pants plot, I absolutely love this. I think this is incredible. I love the way that, you know, MCP pants is here. He's got some raps, which we are about to hear. But it's not the exact same as the first two MCP Pants appearances. If you listen to my coverage of Super Shloin again, you will know that I was a bit disappointed by the episode on rewatch because of how similar it was to the MCP Pants episode, but it just wasn't as good. Of course, we haven't covered Little Brittle yet. I really like that episode because it's a new take. And here is a new take as well. We have MCP Pants running this scam, but the scam ultimately... He is scamming these old people, it's revealed. Like, that's really what his scam is. But also, he's kind of scamming, in a way, whoever buys these DVDs. Because 
Like, how is anybody supposed to make this work? It doesn't really make sense, but it's very funny. He's got, like, two scams going on at once. He's scamming old people, and he's scamming you so that you could uh, figure out how to do this yourself, even though, again, doesn't seem like it would really work. To some visual elements of the clip, we have Carl pulling out of the box, because it's, it's a huge box. Obviously, there was more in it than those DVDs. He pulls out this big karaoke machine that corresponds in the, in the episode when MCP Pan says, you know, you have to you have to sing this rap. And it looks like one of those kind of uh, modern karaoke machines that you would see these days with the RGB light on it and a little screen on it. But also it has an MCP Pan's head on it. So like the spider head with the graduation cap. And then on the side of it, it has it has eight arms coming out of it, like a spider has eight legs. So really silly looking. I really dig the design on this, honestly. I think it looks great. Of course, the sizing, like how big this machine is, as well as the size of the DVD box set and then everything else in, in the box doesn't make any sense how this would realistically all fit in this in this cardboard box. But, you know, that's to be expected. Our other visual element here is that when MCP Pants is preparing to play his song, he, he gets a microphone and he pulls out Meatwad's jam box, the infamous jam box. He pulls it out there. It's green screened in as well. You can see a crappy green screen job is done on it. Very, very silly. Let's hear I Want Daddy. Daddy, I found you. So happy to be around you. I'm on the rebound. It's been rough without you. What you mean you can't recall? You had a mate to December at the local mini mall. You got boozy in a jacuzzi with the boozy name Susie. Who be my mom? Ain't no devil's spot that was confusing. <laughs> if we don't need a test for DNA proven, I should just move it. When I do, it's home improvement. Finally found my daddy with my ultimate quest. And now I found him at the stand of my heart parts on my chest. Let's make up for lost time talking Barchese and chess. Fox News, then a nap, maybe a walk up stress. The cat in the cradle and your cradle should rock. He got more equity than an everything bagel got locked. They got your ass for him low. That's right, it's my dick. Pack your shit, bitch. So the song gets very crazy towards the end there. You know, we we move from that simple 808 beat to a break beat. And and uh, while MCP Pants is singing, we see the lyrics on the screen are lit up as green. But once he starts getting aggressive towards the end, it, it is uh, highlighted in red and they will address that. But there is some visual stuff going on here, but there's actually not that much, which I appreciate because... You know, this is supposed to be just like a, a shitty, cheap how-to uh, DVD set. Like, he's trying to really just cut his costs as much as possible. So they wouldn't have a ton of backgrounds in those kinds of videos. So we really just get some old people, kind of like pictures of old people, old people walking around and stuff. That's about it. Again, the lyrics are highlighted on the bottom of the screen while MCP Pants is rapping this. And to go back to the beats for a second, I was struck by how simple the beats are in this one. And again, I think that really serves two purposes. One, it's cheaper for them to produce Aquadonk side pieces because they don't really have to hire a, a, a producer to make some intricate beat. Although I suppose they could probably just buy one for cheap. But regardless, you know, it's, it's really simple. It's just a, a simple 808 drum beat. That's it. And that serves the dual purpose of MCP Pants would not want to pay for a producer to make an intricate beat. So this really works out that they're trying to make this cheap video. It allows them to cut costs as well on this one. So it's just like chef's kiss. It's perfect. And for me, this is just a, a personal moment of being initially bummed out by something. I'm like, oh man, that's it. That's all, that's all the beat is going to be. But when you think about it in the context of the episode and what it is supposed to be, then it's just perfect. And I am so happy about it. Anyways, let's get back to the clip here because, again, MCP Pan starts to get aggressive when he's showing you the song you're supposed to sing to trick this old person into thinking that you are their child. But he gets aggressive and he, he's going to explain, like, don't let it go that far, which doesn't make sense. It's like, why, 
Why is that even in it? It doesn't make sense at all. Very funny. Okay, okay. Very important to cut the tape off before you do the hostile addiction <laughs> portion of the song. How is this legal, MC? It is borderline, I will admit. You may be confronted by far more legitimate offspring who may have reasonable questions about who they damn might have knocked up to give birth to a giant spider. MC has a written response for that, too. It's called Shut Up, Fool. So we're about to go into another song called Shut Up, Fool, but, but the idea here is... He, MCP Pants is saying that the old person that you're tricking's actual children will question you. They'll be like, you're not my dad's child. It's funny because they show MCP Pants uh, with a wig on. Like he's pretending to be a woman. Like I'm your daughter. I'm your long lost daughter. But of course he is a spider, a giant spider with a, a shower cap, a diaper on. Very silly. Although I guess you don't see the shower cap because he has on the wig. Anyways. To the backgrounds again, for example, when he says uh, the other offspring or whatever, it shows just uh, some 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 man and woman. And in the credits, Pond5.com and Shutterstock.com are listed in the thanks for all this uh, stock imagery that they used for the episode. So if you wanted to find some of these photos and videos that they used, you totally could. And I did. We will be talking about some of those going forward. Until then, let's jump into Shut Up Fool, the second song on this DVD. And the point of this song is you sing this once the elderly person that you're scamming, once their kids are like, hey, you're not my, you're not my dad's kid or you're not my mom's kid. This is what you sing to those children. I'm daddy's favorite, always hit them up for cash, always crashing in the basement, dude adopted me. Your dad had to me, you jealous? Well, you about to be. There's no nice way to say you out of the will, I'm afraid, but there's a will is away, and I'm about to get paid. I'm away in crypto. Let's go make some fat stacks. My bank is your savings, and my broker's an app. Take a body on hair, this bitch. So we have MCP pants here, basically like. Your savings are mine now. Your, your, your savings literally are my bank. Say goodbye to your inheritance. Just basically saying, fuck you. I am your dad's kid now, and I'm selling the house. I'm selling everything. Again, I want to point out the simplistic beat there, but I really want to say that Chris is just killing it on, on these verses and everything because he's still keeping it very interesting, even though the music isn't as catchy as something like I Want Candy, where you could even listen to that instrumental and be like, yeah, this is nice, but, but these instrumentals, they're just drum beats. But still, Chris is able to work with them and make something enjoyable. On to some visual elements from this one. There is a shot where we see a man in a wheelchair and he is looking up at MCP pants. I actually was able to find this stock photo and I was actually surprised by it because there is actually another person in that photo that they edited out. So in that photo, it's just a, a normal man over the old man's shoulder. The old man is looking up at him. And for the episode, they went in and cropped out, they edited out seamlessly that adult man who's standing above the elderly gentleman and replaced it with MCP pants. I figured it was just going to be some guy in a wheelchair looking up and they just put MCP pants in there. But no, they actually took out someone completely, put MCP pants in. And to me, that's like really funny. That's almost like an inside joke between the production staff on the episode because they straight up replaced a real man with this this cartoon spider, which is a super funny to me. Also, I found the Easter Bunny footage of the Easter Bunny kind of throwing money around, then he gives a thumbs up. Link to both of these in the show notes. Moving forward though with the with the episode, MCP Pants is gonna show two more items that came in the box, both a very extreme looking knife. It's just very jagged, has all sorts of unnecessary flair in terms of the shape of the blade and everything. Some sort of, yeah, just crazy knife, as well as a rotting pig's head. So these also came in the box and he will explain 
what they are for. If he has a son or daughter, they will call the police. You call the police on them. Put yourself the enclosed knife and say they did it to you. And while they refuse that, put the enclosed pig's head in the oven. Worst case, the house will be ruined and no one will want it. So, okay, so what's going on here is MCP Pants is saying the elderly person's children will call the cops on you. So what you need to do is call the cops on them instead. Use the enclosed knife to cut yourself saying that they cut you. And then also throw this rotting pig's head into the air vent system of the house so that nobody will want it. So that's kind of a way for you to weasel your way back in there because the kids won't want it anymore because it will just smell horrible. Back to the knife, though. It's pretty cool. It's got skulls on the blade and stuff. It's also got a uh, section for you to put your, your knuckles, I guess, when you grip it. Very, very cool design on this, and I'll be interested to see if it pops up elsewhere in Aqua Teen Hunger Force, like in a later season. So up to this point, MCP Pants has basically said, look, you can scan these old people, make them think that you are their child, reverse mortgage the home, get yourself in their will, take all the money from the kids, Get the kids arrested for uh, allegedly cutting you. Stink up the house with a severed rotting pig's head. But it's MCP pants now. There's a twist. And this twist isn't an evil twist. We've gotten the evil up front here. And now we're about to get a sweet twist. As opposed to, as MC Chris explained it in our interview, with I Want Candy it was sweet and then there was an evil twist. This is the opposite because we're about to get some sweetness here. MCP pants will warn you don't actually become emotionally attached to this fake parent because it's a big mistake. But don't do what I did. Come emotionally attached to a fake father over time. Helping him figure out his Medicare, driving him to his physical therapist three times a week, filing down those yellow toenails. I love Roger, right? I love him. His kids don't do shit for him, man. Roger fell down the other day, and he was on a hard tile kitchen floor for like two hours until I showed up. I said, why didn't you call me? Or Jeff? Or Trina? What are you doing, man? He said he didn't want to buy his kids at work. He fought for your freedoms in the jungles of Saigon and you treat him like this? So just great twist here. We have MCP Pants getting an emotional attachment to the person he is supposed to be scamming. In this case, their name is Roger and MCP Pants pulls out his wallet and shows us a picture of the tree wizard who first appeared in Spirit Journey Formation Anniversary in Season 2 and then goes on to be in the series a ton of other times. For example, he is Jimmy in the very last episode of Aqua Teen. So this homeless old man, very silly. I mean, I guess that's uh, I guess that's good for him because that means eventually, instead of being homeless, he went on to actually own a home that was worth stealing or, or worth getting a reverse mortgage on. So good for him. I, I'm glad we kind of got a uh, stealth happy ending there for the Tree Wizard. Of course, check out the Spirit Journey Formation Anniversary coverage for info on that character and how he came to be and everything like that. And another little bit of information there for you. It's a picture of the tree wizard standing in front of a roller coaster. That is the steel python from the 2007 Aqua Teen film. So really cool to see him. Uh, I guess, you know, MCP pants and Roger here. They they went there together. Now, I wonder, of course, if Matt and Dave intended for that to be the character, if they intended for it to be the tree wizard that was shown there. I don't know if there's some sort of liberties taken with the animators. Really not sure, but but cool to see nonetheless. As for the storyline, I guess Roger, he was in Vietnam, the Vietnam War, of course, in the 60s, and he fell on the floor and he didn't want to bother anybody. He, he didn't call MCP pants. He didn't call his real kids. He didn't want to bother anybody's on the ground. And MCP pants here is just really detailing how upset that made him. 
and how much he's really been helping Roger. So, you know, when you scam somebody, you can't get too close to them. I suppose it's like a, a reverse Stockholm syndrome. You can't start to really grow a connection with these people. You got to keep it purely business. Wrapping up this Aquadonk side piece, we get a short clip here. It, it's really just kind of random. So that last clip ended with MCP Pants detailing how Roger was a Vietnam vet, and now he's about to break out something that you can give the old people who were veterans. It is the Patriotic USA America Greatest Generation Patriotism MCP Pants Bronze Plated Medallion. You, I guess, uh, hand that to him. And on this medallion, it's just a, uh, you know, a big bronze plated coin there is, we see MCP Pants the Spider doing a salute with uh, four of his legs, which is very funny. Uh, underneath him, we see the Tree Wizard. We also see what looks like Little Brittle, just like an old man character on the top right. In the center, there's like what looks like a, a fried chicken sandwich or something with a an American flag sticking out of it. Underneath, we have a warship. And then on the right, there's some... There's some male character. I can't. I don't quite know what it is. Maybe, maybe you can fill me in on that. Otherwise, the top says greatest. The bottom says generation. Then the sash around it is in red, white, and blue. So we will jump to that. Let's give it a listen. That's why I celebrate their sacrifice with these. Patriotic USA America greatest generation patriotism MCP fans brown plated medallion. You too can be a part of this movement. And God bless America, man. Salute this flag, man. Come on, man. So that, at the very end, is the sound of, you know, all the credits come in really quickly over that. But we have MCP Pants just saluting over a, an American flag. Remember, he's poorly green screened. And then we, we pull back to see Carl saluting as well. And his floor is just littered with all of the things that came in the MCP Pants University box. Of note, though, it doesn't appear like the medallion was included. Either either it was not included or Carl just didn't pull it out of the box. It's still in the box because I don't see it in that final shot. So interesting there. Maybe you have to pay extra. That's where the real grift lies. But all right, that is MCP Pants University, the third Aquadong side piece. And in the air orders, I feel like they just kind of got better and better. And just to give you my general thoughts on this one, MC Chris does a killer job here. Like he said in the interview, he sounds just like he used to. It sounds like he didn't miss a day, even though it's been well over a decade since he has played this character. But he he just really sounded like him. He got the expressions perfectly, as well as the songs just being a lot of fun. Now, of course, you know, it's no I Want Candy, but I don't think that's Chris's fault. That's just just the fact that they were working with simple beats here. It was they didn't have time for a full-fledged song or anything like that. But that lends to the episode because again, I really appreciate the kind of meta aspect of this one. Yeah, the songs are low budget and and a lot of the animation and stuff is low budget or or rather like the backgrounds and stuff there isn't a whole lot going on there as opposed to the brood rap episode. But that fits with the theme here because it's supposed to be this cheaply produced video that is sent out to try and make money. And then that lends to the grift on grift aspect of what MCP Pants is doing here. He is not only grifting these old people, he's kind of grifting the the buyers of his, his university tapes. Although it seems like the information he's trying to give is genuine. Like, I don't feel like he's explicitly lying, but I just can't imagine that this would actually work in any capacity. But still, it's, it's a lot of fun there. I like that they got Carl involved, although, of course, Carl has no speaking lines at all. It's just MC, MC Chris speaking on this one. 
But as I mentioned earlier, I really appreciate the way that they turned the MCP Pants formula on its head with MCP Pants. The first episode being it start, the song started out sweet and then it got kind of kind of evil. Well, this is the opposite. It starts off like he's ripping off old people. But by the end, he's he's kind of a sweetheart. And he's like, yeah, don't don't develop feelings for them and all this stuff, because he kind of ends up adopting this old person as his dad because he he's helping them with their medication and all this stuff. So I just really like what they did with this one. And and this is one of those cases doing this podcast where it really made me appreciate the episode more than when I just watched it, because there really is a lot going on here, even though, of course, it's short, it's simple. I really like what they did here. It's something new. This is exactly what I wanted from Aquadonk side pieces. As I said earlier, and if you listen to Super Sirloin, you knew I was upset with that episode because it was not new. And this really is new. I would have been bummed if it was just, oh, he's coming back with a new song to get people hooked on something else. This is like they're just doing something so new with this character. He isn't explicitly harassing the Aqua Teens or anything. Like they're not they're not really involved. Of course, Carl being the surrogate for the Aqua Teens here. MC P-Pants is kind of trying to help people in a way. He's trying to help them scam old people, but also not develop emotions for the old people. So with all that being said, I think I'm going to give this one four and a half decapitated hogsheads out of five. I really enjoy this one. Great to see MC P-Pants back. One of my favorite villains, and I'm sure one of yours as well. They really did something new with him here. It's just a great time, and, and it's so it's so quick. The whole episode is so quick. Which, of course, you would expect from a, a, a three-minute episode, but just never a wasted moment. I like the way it develops. I like the little twist at the end. I like seeing the tree wizard back, of course, you know, that might be unintentional, but I really like seeing him and being able to deduce that, hey, I guess he got a house at some point. So overall, really, really fun episode, really fun short here. The only thing holding this one back from a 5 out of 5 for me is that we don't get any real meaningful interaction with any of the Aqua Teen characters, of course, including Carl. Yes, Carl is in it. We see him a few times, but he literally makes zero noises. He doesn't say anything, doesn't really do anything other than follow the video. So because of that, I had to take off, you know, half of a point there simply because it's been so long since we've seen these characters. I want them to talk. I want them to interact. And we didn't get that here. So I had to take off a little bit of points, but but otherwise, it's just such a great episode and I really enjoyed it. I'm excited to keep going through these shorts, but we're only doing these at the end of every month. Of course, next week, please join me as we discuss historically my favorite episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force of all time Season 2, Episode 17, Kidney Car. I am so excited to discuss that one. In the meantime, thank you to everyone who supports this show. Shout out to our number one in the Hood G tier patrons, Sean, Ian, Keenan, Captain Buford, Brian, Robison, and Carl. You guys can call me if you fall on the floor any day of the week. Until next time, hey, take it easy. Bye-bye.